Welcome to the Happy Mindset, episode 152. Today's episode is called The Zen of Python. Today I'm going to talk about eight key things that I've took from the Zen of Python. The Zen of Python is it's a philosophy. It's, it's something to keep in mind for writing Python code. Today I'm going to talk about it more so in regards to life in general. This is how it's useful. And it's something that it's something I've gradually kept in mind as I've become I suppose better. I've had more experience at coding. As you start to really refine down on what's going to make a difference here between me up leveling, because with coding, with life in general, what can stop you from moving forward to the next level in your life is the distractions and the overcomplications of things. So, with languages in general, either a human language or a programming language, there's a lot of complexity built into a language. And if you're looking at it from like a surface level, distraction level, the way this manifests in coding in web development, for example, there's a lot of different frameworks online. As a beginner coming into the field as a new person, it's very overwhelming to look at that when you look at all these new technologies that you feel you need to learn any new technology that, that comes up. So when you're focused on it, when your focus is like that, I found as a learner, as a student, it's 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 not sustainable as you gain experience you have to start focusing in on what are the core fundamentals here that are really important what are the things that what are the things i just need to focus on what are the simple things i need to focus on and how do i see these simple core elements in the complexity that is coding and even in the complexity that is a foreign language what are the the simple ways of communicating that are overlooked instead of focusing so much on the vocabulary and focusing so much on on every single exception to every every rule in a language it's really focusing on on what's the goal here what do we need to learn what are the basic things we need to learn to accomplish this goal and then as you achieve one goal you'll move on to the next goal and again it's the same type of questions like what what are the things i actually need here to create this what do I need to do then to implement that? Then you reach your objective through, through trial and error through that process. It's an iterative process. You'll hear this in coding, it's iterations. Mm-hmm. So before I even begin it, that was kind of a little bit of around simplicity, complexity when it comes to, to languages in general. But the uh, eight things I want to, to just talk around today in regards to general life that, that I'm learning from the Zen of Python. The first thing is beautiful is better than ugly. Beautiful is better than ugly. So with regard to code, I think that's focusing on the readability. That's something that, that is simple, easy to read, looks well-structured, well-organized. I prefer that to something that, in my mind, something that's ugly is something that's kind of thrown together. There's no real structure and organization to it. It's not very simple and easy to read. I have to actually use a lot of mental energy to try and comprehend what this code is saying to me. So take that to your real life or as a creator. That's another thing I would keep in mind. Beautiful is better than ugly when I'm creating my podcast, when I'm writing. I keep in mind that the complexity needs to, there needs to be some sort of flow. There needs to be some sort of rhyme and reason to what I'm I'm doing. And it also needs to look well. It needs to be attractive. So that's why I bring in illustrations and imagery. 
why on my website I try and keep it very simple and bare bones so it's not overly complex so that if somebody lands on my website, they're not overwhelmed by how much is going on there and just immediately click off. Because that's how I find in my life, if I jump on, if I go to a website and it's overly complex, I lose interest very, very quickly. It's not that I'm a dumb person. It's not that other people are dumb people either when they jump off your website. It's just that you don't, you've only got a limited amount of mental capacity, bandwidth every day, and you don't want to over unnecessarily use that bandwidth to try and comprehend something that the, the creator should have put more time into trying to simplify. And on the creator side of thing, I think you simplify things with this focus on iterations and the long-term process. Like right off the bat, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get this very simple. And you you won't really understand what what the user experience is even about. I'm no master of that, but gradually as I'm moving forward, I'm starting to realize simplicity is is the key here and then creating something that looks visually attractive to the type of person that you're trying to attract in type of person you're attracting in so for me there with the illustrations and the imagery of what i do i know there's a certain type of person that will like that and there's a certain type of person that'll be turned off by that so i'm focusing on the types of people who will be attracted by that the second thing is explicit is better than implicit So in my general life, I like this philosophy. This philosophy is, you know where you stand with people. It's explicit in your communication style. I, a lot of pain in my life has been living with communication where the, a lot of it was implicit. It was just implied that you should know this. You should know this. Or it just kind of, there was a lot, a lot of implied assumptions. Things weren't very clear. So I'd find in my life that I prefer explicit. I prefer somebody to ask me a question if they if they thought I was implying things or if they thought I had made assumptions that they they know certain things. I prefer much prefer that they'd ask me a question to clarify that. So I suppose in the teacher-student dynamic, I think explicit is much better than implicit because what tends to happen if a student feels like you're assuming that they know more than they do, and they also feel embarrassed for asking simple basic questions then it's really limiting the knowledge transfer there. So I find just with explicit, with the explicit, it's more opening a culture to, there's no stupid questions here. The, the main thing here is that you're moving forward or clarifying things. We know where we're standing with each other. We know where we're at skills wise. So that's something I, I find in life has been useful for me to make things more explicit than implicit. The next thing, point number three is simple is better than complex. It's kind of what I've been talking around already. Yeah, I, I used to think of it the exact opposite way before I thought that you had to get overly complex to be that intelligent person. But I found that true intelligence comes from simplifying the complex. So you're simplifying it for other people. And in order to simplify something, you have to navigate all the complexity. So you can't get to simplicity without navigating true complexity but you can navigate through complexity, complexity, get lost in it, think you know more than you do and never get to simplicity. That's the way I, I kind of look at it now. I kind of had it backwards before. Point number four is complex is better than complicated. My interpretation of this is simplifying the complex is difficult. So I think the, distinguished, or the t distinction I'm making here in my mind 
complex is better than complicated. At least with complex, you're making an attempt at simplifying complex. Whereas with the complicated, just the connotations I get from that word is you're just overly complicating it. You're not even, you're not really even trying to simplify the complex. Because sometimes you'll, I suppose coding is a great, a great uh, domain to demonstrate this. Sometimes problems are very complex and there's only so far you can go on the simplicity level with it. So that's, I think that's what that's saying there. It's the, if something's very, very complicated, complex is better than overcomplicated because you can really overcomplicate things. The fifth point then, readability counts. As you might start to see, a lot of these points kind of build into each other. I find that's a core thing with learning is, is when you're focusing on, on the fundamentals of learning, they build on each other. There's principles that build it, like the consistency, deliberate practice, these kind of things when you start getting eyes for them, they just build on top of each other. So you're, you're laying a solid foundation for learning. So readability counts. Again, when something's readable, it's easy to take in. You don't have to expend a lot of energy cognitively to understand what's being said. So <laughs> I've actually listened to teachers online where if my cat can read the code, obviously it was a joke, but if my cat can read the code, that's like the sign of a master coder, somebody who can write something in a very, very simple way that a, a layman would even understand what they're talking about. That's somebody with a, a deep knowledge in something. Number six, special cases aren't special enough to break the rules. I'll just contrast this with languages, actually. I found as a language hacker, I would have lived with that philosophy that special cases aren't special enough to break the rules. So my focus would have been on, on the, the rule rather than the exception to begin with, because exceptions, when you start getting into exceptions, it's really becoming nuanced. You're, you're, you're on that path more towards the, the advanced levels. But as a beginner, I found that focusing on the exceptions too much, it was too, too, too complex. It was overcomplicating something that needed at the beginning to be simple for me, simple in my mind. So with this here, something that rule there, special cases aren't special enough to break the rules. That's that consistency, that consistency in how you're doing something. And you'd only break that consistency when it's very, very needed, when it's a very special case, it's an outlier case. So there, I think that just, it helps to build the consistency, helps to build some sort of standards, helps to make things simple. Again, it's tying back to the other points. And I, I, I would have had the same approach as a language hacker when it came to learning Spanish and Italian. And I wouldn't have had that approach in the classroom with French to begin with. That's kind of the, the contrast there. And then the second, seventh point I'm gonna talk about here, although practicality beats purity. Although practicality beats purity. I'm just gonna give, give my interpretation of this again. Although practicality beats purity. Actually, I'll talk a little bit maybe about the coding first. I feel what they're saying there is when you have an eye on the practicality, the real world implications of what you're doing. So if you're building a web application for a business and you know what the business need is that you're solving there, you'll focus more on the practical stuff rather than the purity there. 
you could focus more on the actual computer science part. You could focus more on the language part, optimizing something. So you could focus a lot on the optimization of something before you even have solved a practical need in the business. That's the, the kind of thing I would see there with the, with the software engineering part. And then when it comes to what I'm doing here as a creator, I think this even boils into the simplicity. So what I'm doing here, has, there has to be a practical nature to it. So if I just came on here, talked about anything and everything all the time, that could work actually, to be honest, there's no real rules here. But practically speaking, there's not much of a focus for me there. There's not more, much of a backbone to this. So practically speaking, whatever I'm talking about will have to be in some way connected to self-education. So I'm not going to come on here talking about, I'm not going to really come on here talking about maybe uh, some sort of thing I watched on TV the other night randomly, unless I see a lesson in there that I've kind of picked up on that could be useful with the self-education, self-knowledge knowledge piece. So yes, that's, that's, it's a difficult one, that, that one, the point seven. It's actually one to contemplate practicality versus purity. Because I think what they're saying there from a software engineering point of view is that to focus on the practicality to the code rather than maybe optimizing for the wrong things or over-focusing on the syntax. It's kind of like, I feel, somebody who's very technically savvy and they're speaking to non-technical people in technical jargon. They're, where they're focused on the wrong thing. They're communicating in the wrong way. They, when they're talking to non-technical people, they should, come, they should be coming from the point of view of why is this person talking to me to begin with? What's the goal here? What, Communication-wise, what are we trying to get across to each other? Why are, they, why are they speaking to me? What am I trying to get across to them? They're the types of things that are practical rather than from a purity point of view, the same person could be talking to somebody on a similar level to them and they, the language they'd be using would be very different to be, it would feel more pure as well because it's more, it's closer to, it's closer to, I guess, the craft, the word, the language is closer to the craft, but you're talking to somebody who isn't in the craft and it needs to be practical. The language needs to be simpler, even though it mightn't convey exactly 100% what you're trying to say, there needs to be a, a translation there but i stab at that one and the last one point number eight errors should never pass silently so encoding is quite obvious that you want to see the errors that are in the code otherwise they they could be there for a long time and you never see them and then one day they they surface when at, at the wrong moment this is very clear as well in life problems if there's an error if there's something happening in your life it's happening over and over and over again. It's repeating. There's a certain pattern in your life that's repeating. You don't want to ignore that either. You don't want the, the error to pass silently. You want to pay attention to that error. So you might necessarily know what the, the solution is. Chances are you won't because most life problems are nuanced and they're individual to you as the individual person. So you're probably not going to get a black and white answer to begin with. But that doesn't mean because there isn't a straightforward answer right now that you should pay. you should just ignore it still keep it in your awareness and that will help you to focus on the answers when they gradually start to re reveal themselves to you so that's the philosophy i would take over in, into my general life that 
I used to be afraid of looking at errors. I used to be afraid of looking at inadequacies in myself. It's still difficult, so I'm not going to say I'm not going to say I love looking at my blind spots and looking at my inadequacies as a human being, as a man. But I've had enough kind of experience now where I've seen that that's actually benefited me. If it was if it's a, coming from a genuine place, that's always benefited me to to see a blind a blind spot in myself, even though it can be can be painful at the time sometimes sometimes it's actually all right i think you kind of develop that you develop that relationship with the feedback loop after a while which makes it a bit easier you understand it's a bit more objective than you don't have to take it as personal i guess as you think maybe at the start but there are the main things with the zen of python they're the eight things there's, there's a lot more to it i'll put a link in the show notes if you're somebody who's learning to code in python it's funny because it wasn't something i'd actually paid a lot of attention to as a beginner because I felt as a beginner, I had to first just code, code badly and just create things. And then as I'm moving forward, as I've been thinking more about how do I subtly, gradually improve my skill level in a meaningful way, rather than getting distracted in the surface level, then that's when I've been paying more attention to these types of things, the core philosophy, the fundamentals. Even with teachers, I, I'm more and more drawn to the teachers that are simplifying things. So the guy online, I'm watching quite a bit at the moment, Stefan Mishuk, I think his second name is. Again, I'll put a link to his YouTube channel. I find him very, very useful watching his videos. He, he's got, he's got at least he's got 20 or so years of experience in coding. He's got a martial arts kind of background. And he sees the connections between coding and martial arts and the simplicity and the minimalism of it and focusing on the fundamentals and seeing the fundamentals in the complex. I really like that type of mindset. It's a Zen, it's a Zen mindset too. It's a Zen mindset, another book I've been reading. I haven't read it in a while now, but Zen mind, beginner mind. You know, I just like that type of nature where you're focusing on the simplicity amid the complexity to actually make meaningful progress with your life. And I suppose when I was like that, generally, this type of stuff is so, it looks so normal and it looks so, in a way you could say boring, that often people will discard it and overlook it and they'll focus on the more things that look sexier on the surface and cooler on the surface. And I get dragged in by that. I still get dragged in by that time to time if I'm not paying attention to it. But I found it's, it's, it's really the, modesty normality focusing on the important stuff that's what's going to make that's going to, that's going to allow you to make a lot of progress in your life so that's why i wanted to talk about the zen of python today hope you got something from that maybe you might get a bit of interest in coding if you're not already learning to code python is a great language it's a great beginner friendly language to get started on creating stuff and that's it that's what i wanted to talk about today zen of python if you want to uh, join the community head on over to happymindset.com. There's a membership option there. You can uh, join a monthly Zoom call where we're focused on helping you with whatever passion project you want to work on, helping you with your creative thinking skills. And that's it. So thanks again for listening. And I will speak to you on the next episode.